0: one mm-hmm. time my dad got peed on I was uh, nerdy I was like eight years old I went down in Hollywood way here at night to go to a square <laughs> dance lesson I walked out it was dark and about five kids who were probably 14 or 15 came up and kinda, didn't even know who you were no you just, were just a random just hassled me as, a square dancer. I, as I recall um Pied one on. or two of them decided that i needed some liquid refreshment <laughs> i would prefer to
1: that sounds uh, traumatizing uh, yeah bullying was different back i know i, I can never have... peed on a kid or got peed no, on I when i was a kid
0: yeah i yeah, know it was bad did you cry you know, I don't remember. Do you have a urine fetish these no, days? No, but I'm an existentialist, which means that I pretty much take things as they happen and go, "Okay, that's part of life." And I so things aren't likely to traumatize me as they might other people. I go, that's okay, not it, part it of it life happened. for most people. Yeah, that's not part of life, Bob. Oh, that's a terrible. Wow, experience. sorry you went through that. I went back. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> I went back. <laughs> yeah, I went back. Uh, square dance lessons about six eight weeks in a row after that (laughs) wow never saw for more you're like where's the
2: pee i never saw my friends
3: now every time you square dance you get a little salty taste in your mouth as a 32
1: year old man if someone peed on me i would be traumatized as an eight year old boy oh my god i would be fucked up
0: one time
2: uh, (laughs) wow
0: this this podcast is taking a strange turn
2: Broke up my marriage. You're an awful person.
1: You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be
3: giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to, You're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed
0: therapy with Ari Menis. I'm in high school. i was voted most likely to be glib. What's
1: glib mean? They don't use that word glib. anymore. Oh, they they don't, don't use that word when oh, you're in high school. Oh, God.
0: Glib is uh, articulate and funny and witty. Well-spoken. Oh, nice. Clever. Do you,
1: or do they still use glib and I'm just an idiot? Have you heard, used that term? I know that word.
0: You know He's pretty good. Okay. He's good I with do hear that word. Do you Have you heard glib? the word
1: glib? Okay, so 50% of the room knows well, the word pretty glib. Good. That's not yeah. Bad. Okay, yeah. so I'm wrong. Okay. They still use it. So what year did you graduate high school?
0: Uh, they were using Roman numerals, I know, when I graduated. 19, <laughs> 1962. Wow. That's probably only about 20 or 30 years before you were born.
1: Yeah, I was born in 89, so yeah, over 20 years, something wow. like that. What year did you graduate high school?
3: Uh, 2014. Wow. Yeah, young buck.
1: Wow. I think I, I knew you when... How old were you when I met you? 16? <laughs> yeah. Something around that.
3: Well, probably younger, but... Um, I mean, what year did you start coming around the Ice House? I started coming in 2012. Right.
2: That's, so,
3: when, that's when the uh, yeah, real 16. estate uh,
0: properties uh, dropped in value. <laughs> did when they? When you started? No, oh, oh, when, right. Right. Yeah, that <laughs> was when right. I started.
1: Since I've gotten here, the real estate has <laughs> boomed. I, I know. I know it has. It's been good for this it, city. It
0: has. Yeah.
1: So, to give an intro to these two gentlemen that are sitting in the studio, because although you guys are famous. In certain respects, you're not famous to the general public. Hmm. This is Bob Fisher. I'd oh. say in my, in, to my, in my world is oh. most known for owning the Ice House for 137 years. Is that how, yeah. How long did you own it for? Uh, it's
0: 136, actually, and uh, yeah. I just wouldn't give up. I was going to keep doing it until I got it right. So.
1: How long? No, how long did you actually own the ice house?
0: 41 years. 41 Mm -hmm. years. And then I had two years of managing a club in Newport Beach called The Lap Stop for someone else. This is before the
1: ice house? Before the ice house. So what year did you start managing the lap stop? Uh,
0: 76 and the ice house? 78. 78. 78. Bought it in 78. Wow.
1: And then Mitch has worked every job at the ice house. Yes. Under
0: your tutelage. Except for
3: serving cocktails. Oh, you haven't been a bartender? I bar backed and... Uh, so no, I haven't bartended. Not yet. Not yet. And I haven't served cocktails because I don't physically think I could do that. One time, this is a story
1: about the bartenders at the Ice House. I used (laughs) to go, so I, in 2012, Bob was one of the first people I met in comedy. I was trying to be a comedian and I was interning at Laugh Stub, who did the website for the Ice House at the mm. time. That's how we got connected. Dee Burdett connected us. And I would come to the Ice House maybe anywhere from... One to four days a week, and kind of just sit in the green room and work and do social media for the ice house at Eclipse, whatever it was I was doing.
0: Eat free food,
1: eat, eat the, and buy free food like yeah. Halloween candy, Snicker bars, right? Yeah, yeah. but uh, very good food. And I was uh, there, and I would drink water as well. I was there; I would drink free bottles of water. I believe it was Arrowhead at the time. <laughs> <And, laughs> wow. Well, did you guys ever have an Arrowhead Arrowhead phase? Do you remember?
3: Uh, earliest I remember it was like custom ice house water a long time ago. Never
1: had, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, that was a long this time. Was, I was, think it was Arrowhead. I think it was Arrowhead. We got to get the details right. Wow. Details matter. Wow. So Is Arrowhead I'm, paying this you? Sh-
0: Does this show concentrate so, on discussing <laughs> water brands? So, water brands are important I'm to sure me. That, and okay. we're drinking
1: liquid death right now for everyone right, it, good. who doesn't know. Yeah. So, I was, in, I was in the ice house green room and I got up to get another bottle of refreshing Arrowhead and- there were warm ones in the green room, but I wanted a cold one. So I walked behind the Ice House bar, the main bar, Ooh. and I opened the fridge door, Ooh. and I just changed out. Just during a warm the day? One it was during the day. It okay. was at like oh, okay. 2 in the afternoon, and I changed out the waters. As I'm walking out of the bar area with my cold Arrowhead water, Kirk. Does he still work there? <laughs> yeah. Kirk. <laughs> yeah. So there's- He's the a club. bartender. I think he's a head bartender. <laughs> yeah. He goes- were you just behind the bar? Yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah, I changed. I got a water and he goes, don't ever go behind my bar again. Oh, shit. And yeah. then, I had been here. I had been going there every day for three or four day, days a week now for like six, eight months. Uh, yeah. A decent yeah. chunk of time. Yeah. It wasn't like a stranger.
0: You got to be in the business to understand when, he, 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 when it's his bar. His they, bar. They don't want any bartender. They don't want people who don't belong there behind the bar. It's kind of like having sex with their girlfriend or wife. They they they're really strong about that. Part of me gets it.
1: Part of me felt bad
0: for him. Yeah, <laughs> that that
1: was so important to him. Hey, he I, got he was legitimately upset. I he see it wasn't like because the other thing is he could have been like, hey, uh, no big deal at all. In the future, yeah, just I don't. Uh, no one's supposed to go back there, but me. Can you just have yeah. me and I'll get a water? Well, but I, the way he said
0: it, I was like. Yeah, I, I don't like Kirk, but uh, <laughs> but what I want to say is it's kind of standard for the industry. It's not just Kirk; it's it's like all of them. They don't want you behind their bar. He could
1: have been nicer about it. I'm just oh, okay. Well, first is, of all, this is seven years later, and I still remember that's how mean he was wow, about it.
3: Yeah. Well wow. I work with Kirk on a daily basis still, so I just want to go on the record saying Kirk's great. <laughs> He's right next to me. You'll he sits right out. next to me. You'll, but you'll, I'm just thinking, from a psychological standpoint, you were younger then. You didn't have this mustache that you do now, so you looked like a young boy. And me
1: and him are cool now. We've had interactions oh, that were friendly since then. Me too. And we've never discussed it again since either. I yeah. never brought it up. I was just—I think my response <laughs> in the moment was,
0: "Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah no, you no know, worries." You know, based yeah. on what's going on here, yeah.
0: I, apparently you should bring it up, Ari, hmm. because it's, I'm a, it's, a for you. Yes, yeah. it's a problem. Eating yeah. away, yes, it's a problem.
1: Should I bleep out his name, or I'll bleep it out? Okay. In the story. But uh, that's my bar story. Uh, sorry, started That was a good start. Your beginnings. But that's, <laughs> yeah. That's that was probably the only negative experience I've had at the yeah. Ice House.
0: You might uh, yeah. want to think of putting that in
3: your act. <laughs> it's good. It's a good story. <laughs> I remember another negative story experience oh. you had at the Ice House. Oh, I now, I don't do remember this. the details. So you'll have to tell it. And maybe you've talked about it because I would imagine this is uh, significant, but what was it? You uh, maybe you don't want to talk about this. Actually, <laughs> no, I, I want to know now. I don't know. I have you, no idea what
1: you're. I think this was thinking. at
3: the Ice House. You okay. were doing some show in Stage Two. You'll have to tell the story. I don't remember the story, but the lady left like a negative review or something.
1: Oh, this is uh, well. Bob doesn't own it anymore, so I could tell the story. <laughs> this would make wow. this. Would, this would get me banned. I'm, from the I'm, ice n- house. I'm
0: not surprised. But go and, ahead.
1: And you telling the story actually made me think of another negative e- experience Great. too. But I'll okay. tell that one first. So, good. Uh, do you remember Comedy
2: Juice? Yeah. That was oh, yeah, there. Yeah. I
1: believe it was on Thursday evenings. Right. Sometimes in the main room, but then it started to slow down so they moved it to stage two. Right. So, I was hosting Comedy Juice. And at the time, for me, that was a big deal That's for a me. good gig. It, yeah. was, it was a good lineup. Right. It was at the the world-famous Ice House Comedy Club. I'm, like, seven, eight months in a comedy. Mm-hmm. I was very excited to be there hosting. Sure. In the lineup... In my mind was all these comedians that I wanted to be like. It was like, I think at the time it was Jay Larson, Adam Ray, uh, Don L. Rawlings, hmm. people of that caliber, headliners yeah. in my mind. People who they were working good comedians. They always good Yeah, they were good names. And I'm hosting and I go up in stage two. I, In my mind, did a good job. The audience laughed. I, didn't, I, know, I feel like I know when I bombed, I didn't bomb this night. Hmm. And in my mind, all the other comedians proceeded to do well. At the end of the show, I was standing outside the door and I was handing out free Comedy Juice tickets to come back to another show. Say, hey, thanks for coming. Here's a ticket if you ever want to come back, promoting. Right. And this lady, an elderly lady, I say, hey, thanks for coming. Hand her a ticket. She goes, you guys need to give free tickets to get audience here this place used to be good. I'm never coming back here again. That show was horrible. Says like this uh, just insults yeah. the show.
0: That's the last time I let my mother come to a show. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Something and like <laughs> says it's
1: just so mean R. for D. no reason. And saying it to me who's hosting. Yeah. And I think I said something like, oh, it, you know, there was a lot of comedians. You didn't like any of them? And she goes, no, it was horrible. This I'm never coming back here again. You guys are sad or something. Yeah. And I remember her husband was kind of standing there and she, he looked embarrassed on her behalf. And they just walked. And I was so angry. <laughs> I had like a, a fit of rage building up inside me. And I'm driving home from passing, it's a half hour drive here. And I'm just stewing on the road, thinking about how awful this lady is and how why would she say that? You could have said nothing. You could have just yeah. done. There's so many other ways she could have handled that better, in my opinion. I get home. I was an intern at Laugh Stub still at this time. So I went on the uh, ticket holders for that show. There was only about 15 purchased tickets. And I went and copy and pasted each name into Facebook. And I found the lady on Facebook. And she, uh, this might be illegal. It was 10 years ago. I think there's statute limitations. I find the lady who said this mean thing on Facebook. And I see that she's a teacher. And she had just developed an app for children, for an iPad, <laughs> oh, to like, teach oh. them how to read. Oh, jeez. So then I went on Fiverr.com, which is like a, a site where you can pay people to do things. And I paid for about 300 one-star reviews on her <laughs> iPad app.
0: Jesus Christ. Wow. Really and shut that app down. You, you know, this is, this is um, I know you reasonably well. You always come across as so mellow, down to earth. I'm amazed that you carried that kind of rage yeah. inside you. It's it in a it. rageful.
1: It's it in it. a I've weak mo- it. moment of weakness. Have you
0: ever yelled at your parents? Oh yeah, <laughs> really?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, not in a long time. Yeah, but when I was a child, it yeah. was constant yelling. Yeah, that was a lot wow. of, a lot of baggage there.
3: Did you successfully? Nip that app in the bud, did it?
1: <laughs> I mean, the app is still there, I assume. <laughs> yeah. But it looks Aww. as though it was not a well-received yeah. app. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that woman took her life, her. you know.
0: <laughs> How does that make you feel? Whoa.
1: If she did take her life, yeah, I'd be indifferent about it. She was an awful lady. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. You said she was I,
1: old, so. She was old, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I did a uh, warm-up once for a sitcom. And you were the
1: audience warm-up? Yeah.
0: And I, I, would love I to. and I What was I, the sitcom? Was this I, uh, no, not my part of it. I would no, love the, to uh, see the, that. The sitcom was. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I went and watched a couple of them beforehand. Guys learned, made notes. Did my thing there, and it's hard, you know, because you get up, you don't know how many times you're going to get up mm-hmm. in a two- or three-hour period. Totally. And each time you get up, you don't know whether you're going to be up for a minute, five minutes, seven minutes. So anyhow, it, it, uh, I did the thing. It was over. I thought I'd done fairly well like you. And this guy walks by, and he shakes my hand, and he says, nice try.
1: <laughs> and did he work for the show? No. Oh, was no, no, no! Member? I think it was just an audience <laughs> member. But
0: you know, I'm I'm kind of basking, feeling all right. Yeah. Nice try. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Jake.
1: Now, I never knew you did that because to me, amongst comedians, audience warm up gigs, although are not, um, very fun most of the time, right? Are coveted gigs. They pay mm. a lot of like a, open doing audience warm up for a sitcom. Yeah, I think they start at like five six hundred dollars a day. For a few hours of work. Well, there.
0: try this. Yeah. If you're good at it, and you uh, and a friend of mine is, and whose name will not go mention, try twenty five hundred to three thousand. Well, that's
1: yeah. When you're good, when you when you're doing really good yeah, yeah. at it, when, when you're in demand.
0: So you get a couple, you know, a couple a week. That's seven grand a week Ooh. just yeah. to do two nights of audience warm up.
1: So I was going to say, it's like I know so many comedians that would kill for that gig. Oh yeah. And you did it.
0: Well, I did I, it one time. Yeah, the yeah. guy said. Nice try, and it you turned out he, it was, he was absolutely right.
1: <laughs> they didn't have you back.
0: No, you're like, oh, no. so I'm, I'm available no. anytime. time. Yeah, They were not. They took my clothes in my car, oh. so they were not happy with what I did. So, <laughs> I've never heard of that when someone's mad at someone to take I their know. clothes in their I, car. I, I sometimes I wish I wouldn't have taken acid before I came here today, <laughs> but but I'm okay. I'm what all was right. the What
3: was the sitcom? Oh, good question. I can't
0: remember, okay. uh, but it was, um, i wasn't a, a major one that you had heard of. It was like a sitcom. They were filming their initial- The pilot. Like a pilot. Oh, uh, you know. okay. Yeah.
1: That's exciting. So, I want to go back in time. When you got this job managing for the club in Orange County, you said? Yeah. In Laguna? Yeah. Uh, Newport uh, Beach. Newport, Newport Beach? Yeah, the Laugh Stop. The Laugh Stop, which is no longer there. Right. And that is that where you met uh, the legendary Jan Smith, too? No. no, Well, okay.
0: he Jan Smith I met in junior high. We've been friends for a long wow. time. Okay, and so he would come to the Laugh Stop. He, he he always wanted to get into the comedy club business, business. But so that was it. But he how, would. when you started managing at the laptop, yeah, did you already have in mind that I want to own a comedy club, or how did that come about? I had job? my I had my mind that I was broke and I would do it for a couple of years, hopefully save money and get back up to so the it was Bay just a area. job. It was just a job. Yep. I wanted to get back up to the Bay Area and live up there again. I love it up there. So and did, so just a job. Did you see? How do you even see that they were hiring? Um, an old, another old buddy of mine from college knew that I'd been successful as a marketing person for IBM, and he's the one who said, "Hey, you want to come down and try this and see what's going on?" And you know, I always had a reasonable sense of humor, so I went, "Well, let's give it a try." I wasn't working; I had no money, and they offered me more money than I'd been making. At working, IBM. working as a salesperson for IBM. The laptop so, in Newport Beach yeah. paid more than IBM. That's well, let's go back the years. I, in my first year in IBM, I made $16,000. It was like, holy shit, how, what am I going to do with all this money? So th- <laughs> things have changed. That's, first what was,
3: that's what it was like back then. People would just walk up to you and be like, do you want a really high-paying job? Here's a house for (laughs) $10,000. Well,
0: you know, yesterday I put
3: $102
0: worth of gas in my car. Yeah. And Mitch has heard this story many times, but my dad used to own a gas station in Burbank. And when I was 12 years old, I worked for him. And people would come in and they'd they'd ask for a fill-up. I'd give them $16 worth of, I mean, I'm sorry, 16 gallons. They'd give me three bucks. Wow. And I would give them change.
1: The good old days. Is that
0: wild? So the scary part, though, is... They would have never believed that it could be a hundred bucks. Well, guess what? It's going to be in 20 years from now. Mm. You'll still be around, In Ari. 20
1: years from now, gas stations will be a weird phenomenon because everyone's going to drive electric cars. Mm. Most yeah, people. well, that's
0: true. Ari, when are you going to get a job? I mean, I'm not, I'm ta- I'm a re- I don't mean to sound like your parents, but I'm talking about a real job. Today's episode of Unlicensed Therapy is brought to you by
1: Speciosa. Speciosa is Kratom. And if you're not familiar with Kratom, Kratom is a all-natural super leaf. They've been using it in Thailand for centuries. And it's kind of in that same relative vicinity as the coffee plant. I would compare it to the coffee plant. You can take it and it helps me relax my body, gives my mind some energy, and I just feel good on it. And I'm not talking about good like out of my mind or uncontrollably good. I just feel good, but I can still function very well. And I really like it. It's just, I think it's one of those things where I just do it from time to time when I'm feeling in the mood. I've tried Speciosa's Kratom and I really like it. Right now I have some Gris Mangda Kratom powder right here. You can mix that with a drink, make some tea from it. I know they also sell capsules. Because they're really easy to use. And I recommend the green strain. It's the most popular and I, I like it. Right now, you could go to supergetsuperleaf.com backslash therapy and get 20% off with a promo code therapy. That's getsuperleaf.com backslash therapy and use the promo code therapy for 20% off. I've tried it and I really enjoy it. It helps me get through the day with a better mindset and better attitude. And I would like to see you guys try it and let me know what you think. He yells at his parents,
3: so be careful. Oh, that's uh, right. Hopefully that's right. never.
1: Never. But who knows? In a month from now, I might be uh, hitting up Mitch to see if I could be a bar back. At the
0: ice house. <laughs> 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 well,
2: well you, you have to me. talk to Kirk on that. He'll yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 be hitting up Kirk. So, <laughs> yeah. Y- well, I- We'll go ahead. I would say we'll put in a good word.
1: Thank you. I play. appreciate yeah. that. Well, I don't think your word means much over there well, anymore. Well, I don't think he yeah, likes you're me. You're out of there. Yeah, that, maybe a true. few years ago, your word would have meant something. Now they're like, yeah, that that's guy right. doesn't own this place anymore. We don't care what he has to say. <laughs> uh,
0: no one has <laughs> invited me back, by the way. It's been over well, two years. It's closed. So, yeah. I know. Well, I'm, I'm hard up. I'd go back yeah. even when it's closed. I don't I have like a lot to do. I would
1: like to see a tour as well. I'd like to see it in its current condition. I've gone through it. It's yeah. It's
0: going to be fantastic.
1: That's cool. But so you were managing at this lab stop. Yeah. How old were you at this time?
0: Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Opening okay, okay, so act. About my age. Opening act. Uh, five nights. Uh, eight shows. Uh, hundred dollars a week. Robin Williams.
1: Robin Williams would go down lab stop to host. You're saying.
0: Uh, it, he was an opening act. He was Got one it. of the one, one acts. He worked there for the week for hundred bucks, eight shows. And at the time,
1: is a hundred dollars. Is that no. enough to pay your bills? No. Not? So no, it's kind of the same wages that comedy clubs pay now.
0: A little bit. Acts, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little
1: bit. Like it's fun. Yeah. You get a little cash, you get a meal, but no no opening act is making a
0: living. Well, 100 bucks is Santa. 20 bucks a day, 100 for the week. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. a lot of
1: money. No one was getting rich doing anything like that. Yeah. And so, how much was the closing act getting
0: at the last time? Uh, 100 bucks on uh, a show. A oh, show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still, and the closing yeah. acts were Gallagher, Jay Leno, David Letterman, people like that. They were appearing for 100 bucks for the week. Wow.
1: That's pretty exciting. There so, weren't
0: very many clubs. So they were just, they were happy to yeah, have a Yeah, and it's only an hour play. from
1: the comedy store where they were probably playing and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So you at this time were 31 years old. You're the GM? Yes. Right. General manager, laptop. Yeah. You did it for two years. Right. And then what, how did you end up purchasing the
0: ice house? I was, I, uh, two years gave notice. I was going to move back to, uh, San Francisco and, and that's when my buddy Jan Smith that you mentioned earlier said, Hey, I just saw that the ice house in Pasadena is for sale. You want to, you interested in going out there? And I went, no way. <laughs> I never want to work this hard again. You know, the nightclub business is pretty tough yeah. because there's no Friday at five like there'd been when I was at IBM, you know, you're off at five, you go have a drink, you relax, got the whole weekend to get it together again. Then you go back on Monday in the nightclub business, you're working seven days a week, day and night. So it is a pretty
3: crazy business. Because They had you doing everything. You weren't just managing, you were on stage and...
0: Well, I I was emceeing a little bit and uh, yeah, so I was doing quite a few things, but still... Any of those, it's, yeah. you know, being a GM, a club is tough.
1: When you were MCing, was that something you wanted to do? Or did you just kind of, that just became part of the job? Were you at the time going, I might do comedy?
0: I No, I never thought I would do comedy for a living. But, you know, like in high school, I was president of the forensic league. So I was very comfortable getting up in front of people and, you know, and I had a sense of humor. And we were looking to save money. Mm. And so <laughs> I was up there really more than anything else to save 50 bucks or something yeah. like that.
1: 50 bucks a week. Yeah, you go up there each time. yeah.
0: And then I, when I started getting laughs, I went, God, this is good. People treating me like a god. <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you that. Oh, yeah. Comedians <laughs> are treated like gods.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I've ever heard that. <laughs> they're treated like horseshit. Mm-hmm. No, no yeah. sometimes they're we're treated nice. Depends on comedians. You've nice. seen Depends people in the, on
0: the com- front. Yeah. You've seen pretty girls in the front row really look up at you like you're a god. You know? I've seen both both sides of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a, yeah,
1: if you're if you're killing on stage and there's a pretty girl that's laughing at everything you say, yeah, it's a it's a good look for you. That My, being said, if you're not killing on stage, <laughs> right. and having an off night, they're, yeah, it avoiding is eye contact, you're gonna go
0: home alone. Yeah. My brother, who back in the '60s was with a singing group called the Diamonds, and and they had a couple number one hit records. When he would appear, there'd be these girls in the front row, and they're just. You know, and after a few years of essentially being with whoever you wanted, one time he, he said, told me, he said, I just want to see if this works. And without even talking to a girl, he, after the, their set was over, he pointed at her and he went.
1: <laughs> and it worked. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it worked. He, says, your, it, he uh, says it worked. Your brother was in a number one hit band.
3: The Diamonds. Did you know this? I did. I know all about so it. So he was like a straight up. They were. He, you can go to. You can go to any Johnny man. Rockets in the nation and find a diamond
1: song. And it, and yeah, on, right. and when you listen, it's your uncle. Yeah. Was what instrument did he play?
3: Uh, voice. The voice. Is your uncle is an singing? Instrument. Yes. He was in a singing group.
1: So did. Uh, not to make this about your brother, but so is your brother like a rich celebrity?
0: Absolutely not. No, you know he was thrilled. He got five hundred bucks a week. And expenses, and he traveled all over the country. He went from being an apprentice electrician where he was digging ditches. He gets a call. He auditions for the diamonds. They choose oh, it's like him. A they choose band. him. Yeah. Well, it was like they the really did. Like the Backstreet
1: Boys of their time. <laughs> well, oh, honestly, maybe that's
0: probably. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So he auditions. So after about a month after digging ditches, He's on stage in Hawaii with them. Did with he do singing lessons people. growing up,
1: or was it just all it, natural? In high school, he was
0: in choir, and they, he formed a group uh, back then called the Form Preps with a guy named Bruce Bell. And so this is way before your time. Were you jealous anyhow, when he was traveling the, no, the road singing? No, no, no. I looked up to him. We could thrilled. be both
1: like thrilled and jealous because that sounds like a pretty you know, incredible life.
0: I I don't jealousy's not really part of me. I've never yeah. really not jealous about anyone or anything. I'm comfortable with who I am. And for my brother, my older brother, I would spend hours in the old days with a dial phone uh, at night on KFWB. they had a station. They'd have the hit the the pick of the mm-hmm. night. And you would call in the most requested and I'd be doing my homework and I'd be dialing and most of the time you get a business signal but then I'd get through and I'd go oh uh, yeah I'd like to request she say buy the diamonds <laughs> I'd hang up and I'd dial 12 more times and I might get through and I'd go just to help them out yeah I go just hey, hey, yeah um, she say buy the diamonds <laughs> And you know, at the end of the evening, when the liar. guy said, "Be mitri," said, "Hey, in tonight's number one most requested song, she say by the Diamonds." I go, "Well, maybe I helped out.
3: That felt pretty." Sounds good. like you did. Yeah. There's so, also an eight year age difference, so he probably wasn't old. He's enough older. To, than me. Yeah. It was like hard to believe. Eight older. Years yeah. older? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have
1: a t- brother that's ten years younger. I get it. Oh. Yeah. John, are you? Good, are you? Jonah. Does he call the Laugh him?
3: Factory and he's like, "Can you book Ari Manis?" He would. Can if you book Ari Manis?
1: He would if I asked him, him to. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, we're, we're pretty close. We weren't growing, when he was growing up, he was a very annoying child. Yeah. As children are, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But once they, once they passed through puberty, my brothers, and I was able to be cool with them.
3: I'm so sorry that he's doing that. Well, also, yeah. uh,
0: an uh, eight or, you said 10 years? Yeah. 10 year difference when you're, you know, uh, 18 and eight is quite a bit different from when you're 35 and exactly. you know, whatever. So yeah. So yeah, at about 14, so,
1: 15, yeah. we became friends. Good. Hmm. What, you and you're an only child. Just me. So your you're, older brother
3: is your dad. You could say that. You could, you could <laughs> say that you, you if could you say. really wanted to. <laughs> we've want we've to. had
0: some fun together. We've been. Uh, we Mitch has been to the South Pacific islands called. What what were they again? Uh, Octo- yeah, Rarotonga. Rarotonga. Was, was Very young then. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. So we've partied a little bit. Yeah, you guys party hard together. You go to another body shop after this together? Strip mm-hmm. club. Yeah. I'm not allowed in there. That's where actually I had one of my bachelor <laughs> parties there. Uh, at the, well, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, fun. first marriage. That was uh, when I had my... Is that true? Man, yeah. Didn't work out. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. I know. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you bought the ice house with Jan then? Yeah. Jan and another guy, Mark Weingarten, and the three of us went sounds at Jewish. it. Yeah, Jewish. Yeah, he is. He Real is. gross. He three is.
3: Three Jews. Yeah. Three Jews, Three it's a trio Jews. of Jews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's disgusting. Wow, and we—I think uh, we paid
0: retail for it too, <laughs> which is not good. So, what do you mean you paid re- like you paid a really high price for it? Uh, no, not really. I was just see Artie, uh, Ari, Artie, 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 Artie. The joke is Jews don't pay retail. We want to pay wholesale. You know that. So, oh, so see, I was trying yeah. to, I was trying to get a laugh. I'm bad Jew. I went, I, bad, know. I'm back I know, I'm bad comedian. <laughs> Badger. So, how much did you guys pay for that? Seventy-five so thousand dollars. So twenty five k each. Yeah, wow. and actually was it twenty five k? for equal fi- partners. Yeah, yeah, but it was five thousand each because we just put we couldn't afford seventy five thousand. We had put to put five thousand each. Well. and I had to borrow the five thousand because I had a zippity doo <laughs> So I borrowed uh, money from a friend, and that was how I got my five grand. Wow. That you get in the ice house. So you each paid five k. Five k for the ice house, and I. All will borrow. I, I was the only one that had been in the business, you know, before. And I said, "Listen, I'll do this for one year. Uh, we'll try to turn it around, and then I'm going to sell it, make a little money, and then I'm going to go back up north." And so, it was
1: when you guys bought the business, it was a it was losing money each month
0: in the beginning. There was there was always comics, but for there was, it was mainly a music club, uh-huh. and so folk music and so folk music had gone out of style, and so it was not doing well. And so that's partially why they wanted to sell it. Uh, I turned it with my Ba- pals into all comedy you re was that your idea from day one really? yeah because we'd been real i su- i'd been real successful at the lap stop with right. all comedy and i went well let's do the same thing there and see what happens
1: and did you when you so you rebranded as a comedy club in pasadena yeah and at the time there's no internet there's right a, you're, there's you're rebranding min- as putting posters around town saying ice house comedy yeah. club and, and working the mimeograph machine <laughs> And did any part of you guys want to, the mimeograph machine as a machine that we don't know what it is. I don't know, yeah. It's for for senior citizens. (laughs)
0: Um. That is weird when I say, someone asked me, what'd you do for a living? I well, when I got out of college, I sold typewriters and dictation equipment for IBM. And they went, oh, what are those? (laughs) I had no idea. And I went, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, when you talk about stuff like this. And to you, it's just that. So what comes to my mind is, whoa, I better not postpone anything. Mm. i bet if there's things i want to do on my bucket list <laughs> let's get them done
1: now
2: you know
0: so so yeah so at the time you rebranded it to the ice house
2: comedy yeah. club it was yeah. just
0: the ice house yes and at the okay. year we try at the end of the year we tried to sell it didn't work out no one I, wanted it uh, oh i didn't know that even mm-hmm. though it was even though you had turned it around yeah uh, well it had it wasn't doing that oh, it well it wasn't doing that good yeah so but i got stubborn And I bought my partners out, and I said, well, I'll keep going for a little while longer to turn it around. And voila, 41 years later, (laughs) I was able to sell it. (laughs) So, I'm a little
1: confused because... uh, Oh, first, I had had a question I forgot to ask you. Were any part of you guys saying, let's just drop the Ice House name completely, Mm. since it's known as as this music folk club? Were any... Were you guys was that a discussion? Like, hey, maybe we should rename it to something else. We
0: we renamed it the new ice house. We wanted ice. to keep the name. It yeah. was popular and uh but we wanted to let people know that things had changed a little bit. So And then so a year later, you still you kept the
1: original plan, let's see if we could sell this thing. No yeah. one no one's no one's buying. Not really. The, Someone put money.
0: a deposit down for fifteen hundred bucks and then they changed their mind. But so that was so it it. Went
1: into escrow, fell out. Yeah. Now, originally you said, I'll do this for a year and then I'm out. Yeah. But now it's switched to, hey, not only am I not out, but I want all of it.
0: Yeah. Well, what happened, I really didn't necessarily want all of it, but my partners and I were not getting along in terms of they wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. So we're kind of in a standstill. Interesting. And we realized that someone had to buy the others out and then take their vision and now, run with it. And I was the only one that could get an unsecured bank loan. <laughs> so I, I got 40000 from the bank and bought them out. Oh, so they made money off you. Yeah. So not only do you buy them out, but you're like, hey, I'll
1: give you a more than what you paid. Yeah, it was a profit. So they were happy. Yeah. And yeah. You, when you guys, obviously the turmoil couldn't have been that bad because Jan ended up still working there. At some point, so you and he Jen. didn't.
0: He left. He actually owned his own club. Opened a club a couple years later mm-hmm. called Igby's in, in in right around here, actually not far away. And when Jan came back it was many years later just to do the booking. But we've right. always been friends. But, but,
1: but so I'm saying the disagreements were not like right. F you.
2: This right. is my no.
0: Idea. No. It just it we was, were just we were just stagnant. It was amicable. We just needed to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ari, look at me. I only have amicable <laughs> disagreements with people. You know, I, but, I do believe you, yeah. but everyone has I, The only bad enemy, people. The only enemy I made in 43 years in the business was George Lopez.
1: Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. So would he, he would never go there again? Or at least n- maybe re- now that you don't own it anymore, he would. I mean, maybe
0: he would, but there was a real special night where he and Arsenio uh, came there and they stayed till 3.15 in the morning and I stayed and uh, it was really special to hang with him. I didn't do that that often. Right. I, you know, so um, so we took pictures in, in the morning uh, at 3.15. And then about a week later, George sends me the, one of the pictures that was taken. Well, in it, he is smashed and Arsenio has his eyes closed and I'm looking pretty exhausted. I'd been there 17 uh, hours that day. Okay. Arsenio had said, I got to get up early in the morning. But he hung around to be with George till 3.15. He was tired. And George was... Drunk. George, you know, had had been drinking a bit. And I went to send that to my brother and go, hey, George and Arsenio and da-da-da. And George, you can see, has had a few and da-da-da-da. And I, you know, I'm so good with the phone. Right, Mitch? Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you're telling this story. This recently. uh, Well, this was uh, a couple years ago. This is a really privileged story. He hasn't told anyone else this. Um, So so I go
0: to text it to my brother, (laughs) and I screwed up, and it didn't go to my brother. It went to George, (laughs) and he saw it, and he's never talked to me since. I've apologized. I was wrong in what I said. But uh, he didn't want anything to do with me.
3: Hopefully it'll work out some way, but I well, understand. The important, the important thing is you don't work at the Ice House anymore, and I still do, and we'd love to have George Lopez <laughs> come on down anytime. He's not there anymore. It's
1: an honest mistake. So he, in his head, he goes, this guy's an asshole.
0: You know, I think what happens is that he considered me a friend. And so even though it wasn't like a major horrible thing I did, Wow well, it's a re- it's a reason to be disappointed. A friend shouldn't be doing something like that, yeah, so I understand I, I i I take blame for it. You know, I wouldn't handle the disciplinary part of it the same way, but if that's how what he needs to do, I get it. Yeah, well, that's too bad, but that I think that's at one time i uh
1: I wanted to like I was talking about a girl who I was seeing, but not that into anymore, and I was talking about her with a friend and i sent the message to her oh oh because you're thinking about yeah. that person so you don't realize you you're, you type in their name by mistake it happens to a lot of people yeah it's, it's a common, common problem thing. Wow. yeah mitch would never it's make ended a marriages. mistake marriages like it's that. ended no i've yeah. done that
3: I, I i i did i did that once i wasn't a, I don't remember what happened but i remember doing that so
1: do you remember what thing. your what the disagreements you had with the other two owners the, what the major disagreement was to to the point where you guys are like hey one of us needs to take over this thing because we are just not seeing eye to eye. I,
0: I really I really don't, but yeah. I suspect it was maybe, uh, maybe one of them wanted to do a little more variety and a little less comedy. Okay. And I kind of wanted to go, let's stick with mainly comedy with yeah. an occasional variety. Right. Out. And then the other one I know wanted to book you. Oh, wait a minute. Right. That was before – that was long before you were on the planet, even. Yeah. No, I honestly don't business. remember what we were. Uh, I I think one of them I was unhappy with because he really wasn't working very much. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, that. He was a partner, but he was kind of I thought flaky. Yeah. And I, and I wasn't went, you putting know, in
1: his thirty-three percent.
0: Yeah, that's what I felt. So that was that was one of the problems. So
1: you took it over. How long after you're the sole owner? Right. Is the place in the green?
0: Uh, it took about five more years so you ran it for five years ran it for in the seven, red. seven years two with them and then five more just with me it wasn't in the red it just it was making just enough money to go get by it was profitable and i was making my salary but in terms of thinking ahead to like okay i i gotta make extra money here so i can put it away so that when i'm 65 i'll you know i'll have I'll be be independent.
1: You weren't losing money, you just weren't, it wasn't doing well. Right.
0: It never lost a lot of money, but it started doing well. Comedy kind of picked up a lot Hmm. in the uh, about 83, 84. I remember, yeah, the
1: the comedy boom of the 80s. Yeah.
0: And I mean, the two shows or three shows in the main room were sold out three days in advance. And even the little room, we had two shows. They were sold out. So those were some good years. Where is that about the time when money.
1: the Laugh Factory opened in the eighties? Do you remember? I think. Yeah. So it was yeah, about that time. There's this comedy boom. The stores yeah. popping off. The, you got the Hollywood Improv. Right. And so as an owner, and the Ice House isn't really competition to those clubs so much because it's thirty minutes away. I'm sure there's some overlap. A little like bit. more like off Broadway. But but yeah, it's not. We're not. Not really competition. So do you? Are you friends with? You have a little. Feather on your face, right
0: there. It's yeah, gone? You got it. Yeah, got it. I need. um I may need that,
1: so <laughs> I don't want to throw that away. So my friends. Are you? Are you fr- did you know Mitzi Shore? Did you know um the improv owner? Uh, his name's Bud, Bud, Bud Freeman. Did you know Jamie Masada at the Laugh Factory? Are uh Are you friends with all these people? Mike Lacey at the Comedy Magic
0: Club. Mike Lacey yeah. at the Comedy yeah. Magic. Yeah, yeah, I was friend. I Mitzi, I met once, and you know, uh, she said hi, and that was it. So yeah. I didn't have anything to do with her, but. Bud Friedman and his wife, Alex, and I actually, we met once in Paris and had uh, lunch at the Eif- Eiffel Tower restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. That was Tower. not your first
1: time meeting, was it? No. No, no. no. no but know, I'm just saying friend. we were yeah. friendly yeah, enough friend. that
0: we would do that. We, yeah. we, you know, Hey, you're going to be in France? So are we. We'll meet you there. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie's yeah. always you know? been great to me. Mike Lacey, Commie Magic, a really great guy. And uh, You guys know what's happening
1: with that club? Is that club coming back? Yeah. The last I heard is coming back, yeah. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. It's yeah. a matter of-
1: I think there was at one point where they were selling it or it
0: wasn't coming back during the pandemic. I think he, yeah. I think Mike decided yeah. that, uh, I'm not sure whether he's going to yeah. be still overseeing it, but I, I think it, w- it was just a matter of time before he sold it or found someone to buy it. So That's
1: the only comedy club in LA that I've never performed at. Comedy Magic? Comedy Magic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah that's, uh, that club has standards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that has standards. Yeah. That <laughs> could the be. Not, now, uh, I'm not saying, but that yeah. could be the problem. So they're the best love, clearly. <laughs> yeah, the only one. I know they want clean. But I could do eight minutes clean. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that if you're famous, I think they let you do whatever you want. But if you're not famous, they want you to be clean. And I have also never like gone with any friends that are performing. I I've never tried to perform that. I've never I, been rejected. I just,
3: I, I could be know. wrong, but I, I think they have like their kind of set people that they go with. You know what I mean? I, I don't I think They it's- do,
1: but there's comedians who I started with that perform they just go there, up. so it's it's doable. I think you get recommended. It's like anywhere else. Yeah, they, they bring they bring you with they get a they audition. Do you people. know
0: Richard who has booked that club for a long time? No, no. I well, don't. that's part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never put in the app. Yeah, I say it like they don't book me. They don't know who I am. Yeah, but it's not it's no. not a nothing a bad. Maybe with maybe me if
0: you there. maybe if you sucked up to him like he used to suck up to me, <laughs> you'd be able to play the comedy. I don't know, suck club. up
1: to anyone.
2: Uh, people <laughs> book me huh. for
1: my raw. Talent. <laughs> I don't get I'm afraid.
0: <laughs>
1: See that? The Booker's repeating my jokes. Oh, that's I have the you type said, of man.
0: I've just said am. memorized, I think. That's, that is, that's, that's desperation. That's, I think. Ari, so, let me just say, I've been joking a lot, but you, you've you come a long way, baby, uh, from when you started out to where you. you are now.
1: I've come a little ways,
0: at least. Well, I yeah, think a think it's a long, long way, ways, but you're a little ways. So casual and yet confident on stage yeah it's fun to see where you know where you're where you are and where you're going to go still thank you that's very nice of you you're going to be famous uh no
1: definitely not but after this interview oh, comes no. out, i'm the podcast got into the next level
3: i'm not right. asking i'm telling you you're telling me okay. you're going to be famous oh.
1: oh yeah okay i'll remember you say that listen to him he's a talents yeah no i know He's, that's a talent scout right there that's actually a he
0: is he does have a good ear for talent and, I think he uh, and he does pick out yeah, uh, we, I feel acts. like uh, every time
1: like uh, we talk about comedy together and who we like and who we don't like our our, uh, our tastes align yeah the comedians you like I like all the people you book I'm like yep they're funny and the people you're like I don't like that person I'm like yeah good call yeah on that person
3: yeah and I mean I've gone to you in the past too and been like I don't know this guy is he <laughs> is he any good
1: yeah, I remember. I remember putting together your first lineup with you, and then like picking, like telling you how or how my philosophy on like
2: who should go. Right, first, the who order. Go that's what it was. Yeah, it was the that order. That
3: was very helpful. I forgot yeah, about yes. that. I think that was my uh, free sample show that I did, where we gave out free samples from local Pasadena businesses. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's a that's good right. idea. I Remember, that was yeah, good. It's it's never and we did again one again, Ari. Right? We've we did, did we done it. A, tried a couple of things, little yeah.
1: projects together. Yeah, we did the iPhone, uh, the
3: iPhone, one, or the, the the iPhone cell phone where people one.
1: could pitch ideas. What did you
3: call that? It was uh, I forget. Now. It was like smartphone comedy or something
1: like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, now it probably sounds very dated, but it was basically it yeah, People dated could. Then. We had a thread up on a projector screen on stage, and anyone from the audience can. Basically send things in and the comedian could riff off of that. Yeah,
0: he would look back and see what they'd yeah. said and yeah.
1: And overall we're good. Even in stage two of the Ice House, it wasn't like open to the internet, so for anyone, because then I could see if it was online, people sending in dick pics or prank yeah. tags. Yeah. But there was still someone sent in Yeah. Uh, I think a dick pic from from stage two. Uh, uh, there was still one person in the audience was like,
0: I'm gonna fuck this show up. <laughs> and ruin it. They ought to call they had to call stage two now, stage two and three quarters because it's bigger he's, oh yeah he's expanded it ah, Where, what it was what before and what is it now
3: it, uh i think okay i don't know i'm not 100 sure i think it was 80 before and last i've heard it's 160 now it's twice, about so it's about as big as, big, big as the main room wow they knocked out my dad's whole office my office is gone um that that wall <laughs> what if those walls could talk so where's uh and then where's his office Who's
1: the owner's office?
3: Now? Uh, he rents. Uh, he rents these uh, like offices right across the way there. So, oh, where the massage oh. parlor was? <laughs> yeah, above that. Yeah. So, right? um, uh, so yeah, he, he rented. He, rent, he rented a whole wing of offices. Wow. You know, the,
0: did we talk they about that? The it. new owner is Johnny Bus. Yes. Part of the Bus family. Yes. Who owns the Lakers? Mm-hmm. And Johnny owns uh, a good portion of it. So. Really, he is truly interested in comedy and comedians and the audiences. He's not at the Ice House to make money. He doesn't no. have to worry about But that. I'm sure,
1: he, you know, he's not there to make money, but he'll still try to make it a profitable business. Yeah, you don't
0: want to lose money because, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, it is a gauge of how well you're doing if you're mm-hmm. profitable. What I'm saying is... It's not at the top of the list for him. He wants yeah. he wants he, to make he, it dope. He wants, yeah, he wants to be proud of the club and proud of the acts that perform there. And he wants audiences to love what they see. Yeah. And I, but I feel like you were the same way
1: for the most part. I mean, you wanted it to be a profitable business, but I don't think you ever let that hinder the yeah. club. No, no, I, like, you're yeah. right.
0: I did. I, I definitely, was real important to me that the audiences be treated with respect Mm-hmm. and the comedians and everyone and employees. Hopefully the ice house isn't so cha- – like is there
1: still – you know, does it still feel like the yeah. ice house? it or does he, it feel like a completely different place?
3: No, I mean I think parts of it are going to feel pretty different in a good way. But I think a lot of it is going to be pretty similar. Like the main room, it looks pretty much – well, not quite untouched, but it's he's keeping that largely the same, which yeah. I think is cool because that was like yeah, the was cool. room everyone – everyone yeah. loves uh-huh. but then i know the vip room is going to be like or the green room rather is going to be like completely different nice really nice but no i think he's preserving a and lot if of they the...
1: made stage two twice as big they're gonna definitely have to change the name from stage two to something else i would i would assume
3: i think so i think they should yeah yeah
1: i've always actually i've said that to you since i met you that was that was one of my things i was like yeah. gotta change stage two but when we just never thought of a, a name that uh, everyone, well, you kept you kept touting Ari's
0: place, yeah. It should I be Ari's. So I don't why
1: because it was my idea to change the name, no one ever had mm. that idea before me. Oh, okay, it was All my right. idea. I should, it should be named after me. I'm okay. You, you just said I'm gonna be famous one All day, right. start it there. I
3: mean, it makes sense. And, and uh, to Kirk me.
0: is coming up with the, he's heading the new name project. <laughs> so I'll, I'll suggest that to him. Kirk's going to be my right-hand man
3: yeah, in the I so. room. I think we should uh, pitch the actual conversation we had the other day, which is, we should call it the Annex again. And yeah. Both of us like that. And I that's a cool name. Again. I
2: like the Annex. Yeah, I think the
1: Annex. <sighs> and it's like, good. it has history. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like yes. The,
1: it's like when they bring back the uh, McRib sandwich at McDonald's every year. It's People just like that. It.
0: They like it. Uh, is it just me, or is that not quite? It's not quite centered. It's not quite rotated the way it needs to come yeah. down a little bit, right? You know. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, I, I just you know. I Oh don't, no. The
1: rotation didn't bother me. For me, it's oh, not here quite oh, centered on the table.
0: Oh okay. Oh yeah. god. See, I. What have I? D- I don't think oh, I have my OCD, god. but it, it does. I don't bug like me things I, to be
1: too perfect because I like to appear as though. That's kind of, yeah. I almost have my shit together. You don't want all your shit together. All right. That's too much. Okay, well,
3: that's true. It's all definitely right. worse now. I made it worse. So this is
1: a story you told me once, but I want it said in podcast form. Okay, okay. I want to hear about the first time Jerry Seinfeld headlined The Ice House. Ah.
0: Um, yes, he was, uh, this comic named Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld was headlining. Uh, I'd heard he wasn't doing that well, and I went in twice that <laughs> week to listen to him. And at the end of the week, I said, look, you know, um, you're not, you haven't done as well as the other headliners we have. And so I'm not going to book you back. And uh, he said, hey, I, re- I respect that. Thank you for being honest with me. And I wrote in my book, unexciting headliner, don't book back. So the story's better when you go, oh, who was that? And then you say, it was Jerry Seinfeld. So, but that was Jerry Seinfeld. No one knew who he was in his defense. Instead of facing an audience now that loves him and wants to hear his type of comedy, he was facing an audience that had no idea who he was and uh, they didn't like what he was doing. They weren't wild about it. So uh, that happens with a lot of comics where I've seen their acts are okay. Then they become successful. They draw a different audience and the audience oh, goes wild. Yeah. yeah.
1: Makes sense. So Bill I-
0: Maher, I, I had to say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to book you back. Um, because my audience is not into what you're, what you're doing, your political stuff. But I said, I hope one day you'll be a star and you'll be willing to come back. So when we put your name out there, you'll get your audience. And he, you know, he was nice enough to do that. That is nice How
1: come, though, here's my question. To me, if I was the owner of the Ice House and Jerry's- You were going signed, to say Comedy Store, weren't you? I was going to say Comedy Club. Comedy Club, okay. Um, okay. If I was the owner of the Ice House <laughs> yeah. and there's a comedian up on stage- bombing jerry seinfeld's up there just shitting up the place i'm just gonna write in my book don't book him again but not say anything mm. oh um is there a com- <laughs> yeah. but maybe they went up but i could also see them comedians can be aggressive yeah. maybe comedians went up to you and go hey this is so much fun can i love to do it again does that happen and then you're kind of like listen uh i wasn't gonna say anything but no I, i'm not I gonna think have you again
0: here's where i feel showing respect for a comedian is not, uh, not saying anything to him and having him leave and then writing your book, I'm never going to book that guy back again. Then he calls, or his agent calls, right. and they can. Yeah, showing respect is to be honest with people, whether it's a relationship or a relationship with a comic. Just to go, listen, I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest up front with you. you you're just not doing as well as our other
3: comics, and so I'm yeah. I'm not gonna have you back. Yeah, I just so, block them. I, I just block them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's your your yeah. tragedy. Yeah, I would love to see Mitch say to somebody. No, no. Hey, <laughs> you're not catching it. You're not. You're not doing that good. I'm not gonna have you back. Yeah. That would be the most uncomfortable.
3: I've definitely never thing. said that to anyone. Yeah. But I've also never seen a bad comic. <laughs> but I, but I <laughs> no, never said
0: he was really, really good. I never said he wasn't no, good. No, you're right, I know. And also, I usually He's would say to people hey, no one's made me, no one's anointed me the guru of comedy. This no is one's just, perfect. This yeah. is just a thought I have about your act. It may <laughs> be valid, it may not. <laughs> I don't see this as good right now as the other comics we're booking, so I'm not going to headline
1: Oh, I mean, people tout all the time about Mitzi Shore's, like, Eye for Talent. Hmm. Because, you know, she she gets credit, I would say, for, like, Robin Williams, Letterman, all these amazing, uh, famous comedians. But people don't look up some of the crazy names that are on that wall of people who are just terrible. Right. Didn't speak English, all sorts of terrible comics that she thought. she. Yeah. I think she, oh, she told... Uh, she, t- she told, uh, I forget who it was, she told several comedians, like, you should do a character. You should do a an accent. And they're like, what? No, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, So no one's, you know, no one knows, no one knows everything.
0: I would screw comics. around with comics if they had a, just an okay set. I <laughs> would go up and I'd go, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not the king of comedy, but have you ever thought of ventriloquism? <laughs> <laughs> they would kind of look at me you know cuz they want to they don't know if i'm kidding or not right. they, you know so okay I'll
3: did you really say them. that to people
2: yeah. huh? did yeah. you really uh, like, <laughs> is
3: yeah. there
1: anyone you saw over the years and this could be at the comedy spot in Newport Beach this could be at a laugh stop at Newport Beach could be at the ice house that you saw they weren't famous they were a no name comedian and you saw them and you go that person is going to be a massive star and then they were
0: yeah well, you know, people who go, oh, yeah, I recognized Robin Williams was going to be, uh, you know, so you'd have to be blind not to have seen Robin Williams was going to be a big star. So, so Robin was one. David Letterman wasn't. I, I enjoyed David Letterman, but I, not, I didn't see him becoming as big as he is. Jay Leno seemed to be recognizable. Uh, there's a comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco. I just saw him on stage and I went, wow, that, he was pretty incredible. And he's become very big now. Yeah. So um, in my 40 years, I think, what is it? I, I would go on stage and I'd give a bottle of Dom Perignon to acts I thought were unique and special and we're going to make it. And uh, so that was, uh, you know, Bill Maher, Robin Williams. Uh, God, I don't even remember some of the uh, – Sebastian Maniscalco. I, people, think, there was some, I think Theo was the yeah, last yeah. one.
2: Theo. Theo, Vaughn, Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's not too many out of all the acts I'd seen to give out 11 bottles of champagne. It was 11? Yeah. Wow. Probably. if Maybe if I was uh, Gentile, I would have given out more bottles of champagne. <laughs> you, no, but that makes it that much more special. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't do it very often in all those years.
3: How about the opposite? Is there any comics where you went, oh, that guy's going to make it, and they just surprised you never did make it? You That's an awkward know. question. Yeah, think, there,
0: there is one. You, you won't know him, though. His name's Vic Dunlop. He was a very heavy set guy. I thought for sure they would use him in sitcoms. He would have a spot, and it just never happen. happened, which is, which is a good topic that you bring up because, <laughs> I mean, if someone wants to be a comedian, right, it better be in their heart because their chances are so slim of becoming financially successful and secure. You know, who knows what it is, one out of a hundred Something like that. So you got to really want it so badly that you're willing to put up with the slings and arrows and the people in the audience and go through it. I
1: think you have to love it so much that you'll do it even if that never happens. Because, Mm. you know, you meet a lot of people, whether it's in stand-up or acting or music, that go, I'm going to give myself four years. yeah, And if nothing happens, then I'll get a job. They're never going to make it. I mean, I'm sure people like that have made it. But overall... It's not going to work. You can't have that attitude. You have, I'm doing this, and if I make it yeah. uh, amazing, and if I don't, I'm still doing it because this is what I want to do.
0: I agree. They say the biggest determinant in success, not just among comedians, but anyone in their life, is uh, the term grit. They just won't give up. They just they – just, they're going to work and work and work, and they're going to be put down and uh, knocked down, and they're going to get up again. They have grit. And so, uh, you know, if you don't have that as a comic, you're not going to make it.
1: What was the, was there a moment or was it just you hit that age? What was the moment where you're like, all right, time to bow out of this business?
0: I was 32 at the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I think I do recall one night sitting in the back row of the ice house watching a show. And uh a comedian said something and the audience went crazy and I went, I have no idea why that's funny. That didn't
2: happen to be very often. And,
0: and then I looked around and I also went, Wow, I'm thirty I'm forty years older than everyone else in this room. What what am I doing here? So I realized it's time to move on, you know. So uh And I'd been after you've been doing anything for forty-three years, you get a little tired of it. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, get I was in my seventies, and I go, well, how much longer do I have? I there's other things I'd like to do, even if it's doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So all those kind of came together, and you also getting tired of the pressure. It was, you know, for the ice house, the overhead was forty-five thousand a week. So I knew that every week I had to bring in enough business. To generate forty-five thousand dollars worth of income, well, I did that for forty-one years there, but that—that's tired. Some some years it was easy, like in the eighties, we talked about it, and other years it was pulling teeth to fill that room up. Yeah, and get people there, and so when the eighties so hit,
1: to, in your head were you like, "I am so lucky? Like, did you think I'm so lucky? Did you think, "Wow, I'm such a great business owner"? I did this. Like, what what was going through your head in that? in that 80s boom? I,
0: I, th- I think I, you know, I did my share. I never thought of myself as a bad businessman. I was, uh-huh. I was pretty good, but I was lucky to be in the era when comedy was catching on and really getting bigger. So, so it was a, definitely an element of luck in it. And then how long did that boom last in that time? Was
1: that it 10, lasted, 10 15 yeah,
0: years? Yeah, 10, 10 years. And I, you know, I went from tearing up my credit cards and sending them back in. And in 10 years, I, I, uh, I never... I wanted to tell my dad, who was still alive, I wanted to use a financial figure as to that I'd been become successful. Mm-hmm. I never could quite tell him that because I, you know, I thought he might go, "Oh yeah, show off." But in ten years, I was doing pretty well and uh, had uh, started to accomplish what I wanted to, which was to make sure that when I was this age, I didn't have to worry about money; that things were okay.
1: Was there something when you had when you started making money? Was there like <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to buy a BMW. Like what was, was there a, a
3: moment
0: where you're like,
1: I I did it. I'm going to. Mm. Yeah.
0: No, I don't, I, I don't think so.
3: You said I, you bought a TV once that cost $10,000. Oh. $10,000 TV. That's.
0: Yeah. Well, but listen, it was a 42 inch. And what happened was when high-definition television first came out, uh-huh. that's what a 42-inch, you know, now they cost 700 mm-hmm. It was 10000 And I went – That,
1: that I went
0: for the question. I yeah. looked at the picture and it was so fantastic. Uh, yeah. I like went, I you things. know, I don't care. I'm gonna spend this <laughs> yeah. kind of money. It was against every principle in my life. I'm sure my dad turned over in his grave. But I spent ten grand for the first forty-two inches. That's cool.
1: See, that's a good story. Did you but, did you get to use that TV? Do you remember that TV?
3: Oh, I remember that TV. That would yeah. still look. That would probably still. Look, I feel like it holds up. It would still looks. Yeah, it's probably it would, like
1: a 1080p. Yeah, a, a like equivalent TV. Yeah, big screen TV. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. When your dad was selling the ice house. Yeah. Was a part of you like no? Because he's had it your whole entire life.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when um, we weren't sure what was going to happen or who it was going to go to, or yeah, yeah, definitely sad. But but not not sad to see uh, you not in it because I knew that you were definitely ready to not be doing that anymore. Um, but yeah, I feel very nostalgic about the Ice House. Not, I'm grateful to still be there. I, I really do like it there. I, it's like a little family thing for me.
1: And then, uh, oh, I think it would be stupid not to touch on this. The uh, I, I think from my per outside perspective, this is before I moved to L. A. Not knowing anyone comedy. I have how I heard of the Ice House, is uh, Joe Rogan. Though Joe Rogan experience he used to. Yeah, he he filmed that at the Ice House. The Ice House Chronicles. They Ice House Chronicles, but also even his the Joe Rogan Experience was that filmed at
3: the Ice House originally?
1: Do you you even know? I
3: could be wrong about this. I think they were calling the episodes
1: that Ice House Chronicles. Ice House Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was on one back when I first moved to L.A. Well, I was on with like Redman, Joe Rogan, all these people, and I was it was couldn't believe it because yeah. So that's how I heard. How how did that affect the business? And like, yeah, what was the timeline Look, story with Joe Rogan? Yeah, uh,
0: it's real important that you have celebrities come out to your club because that cements your reputation as an A club. So you can't you can't become a top club if you don't have occasional celebrity headliners doing their thing. But the most important shows are don't headline celebrities. The most important shows are what Mitch is doing, and we'll do a lot of the showcase shows where people can come and see six, eight acts that you've culled out and you think will be headliners and you know really important acts in the future you can discover comedy stars and then celebrities who just happen to show up unannounced that's the show that makes your club go uh but again you got to sprinkle it with some celebrities so mm-hmm. so Joe was very important in that respect George Lopez who is a $25 a night MC for a year when he became successful, that was really important. Gabriel Iglesias. I
3: think regarding Joe, and he, this is just my recollection of the story. I think the club was hurting quite a bit, right? And he was aware of that, and he wanted to help out. Isn't that why he started kind of doing the? I think that's true. He was always very the club,
0: always very gracious. Like he would, he was the kind of guy. You know, we give percentages of the door as you. Well, he knew he, he knew he was going to sell out. He could have asked me for a hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. This is before he had, you know, he's been successful as he is now, and instead he went, no, no, I just want sixty percent. He said we both have to do well, if this is good. so. So he was more than fair. I'm a fan of his.
1: Me too. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, from my understanding, he had a falling out with the comedy store at the time from the Carlos oh, yeah, that's right. incident. That's, oh, right. that's right. Did he ever? Because the Carlos Mancia still performed there too. Did he ever say anything like, "Don't have that guy there"?
0: He never said that to me, yeah. um I'm trying to think whether um, um, maybe maybe another comic did, and well, I'm I, sure yeah, I'm sure and some I wasn't proud of myself because for about six months or eight months, I didn't have Carlos there, and then i I went and I looked at his act, and I went, you know, I know his reputation was that he copies other people. I didn't see it, I didn't recognize anything he said that reminded me of. Say George Lopez or anyone else, mm-hmm. and I—I I I don't tell like it. the idea of blackballing anyone anyhow. So
3: and I, he I still that.
0: sold tickets and did very well on stage. So
1: as to, a yeah. business owner, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with that.
3: I have to tell a contradictory story. Okay, I've only seen Carlos Mencia on stage. I this is just what happened. Mm-hmm. I've only seen him on stage one time, and I went into that going like, "Oh, is he going to?" There's, no, I'm like, I. I didn't know that he, you know, I was like, I'm sure that's not real, that he steals the material. And I was really into Daniel Tosh at the time. I swear, I don't remember the joke, but he did a verbatim joke Daniel that Tosh, I'd I had heard on a Daniel Tosh show. Yeah. Just the exact same joke. And I was like, I can't believe he's doing this. I can't believe I'm watching this. Yeah.
0: And it was of a subject that two people wouldn't have just thought about the same thing.
1: Not I, verbatim, no, right? Not, not verbatim.
3: No. no, it was like word that's for the word. Thing, like, <laughs> I've right?
1: had incidents even with my own jokes we I'll either hear about someone or I'll see someone doing a very similar joke, to, even to the point where I'm like, I can't do the joke anymore. It's too close to that. Wow. But, and it doesn't bother me because I have enough other jokes and I'm writing other yeah. jokes to where I'll just throw that joke away. And Usually I even like it because it's a good comedian. I'll be like, wow, I have a similar wow. sense of humor. Is that a great comedian? <laughs> yeah. But it's still, I could always tell no one stole it from either one of us because they're different. They're just right. very similar. But when you hear someone doing verbatim exact,
0: you yeah, know, yeah. You're like, that was Robin telling. Williams stopped going into the comedy store. He wouldn't go inside because his mind was such, he just was like a sponge. He'd follow things up and when he was on stage, he'd just manic and stuff would come out that he heard from, yeah. from the other comedians. And so he would wait outside until they called him in and he didn't want to watch comedians because he would just subconsciously know, take, take some of their stuff. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I definitely did. Is there anything...
1: That um, either of you have issues in your life that I could help you with.
0: Well, that was a quick pivot. Um, well, I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know if they should be on a podcast, but I I have prostate problems.
1: Yeah, <laughs> bowel movement issues. Yeah, and you uh, say
3: bowel movement issues. Is that different? Yeah, yeah. Prost- is
1: prostate <laughs> penis? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> what's the problem? Isn't prostate prost- in the rectum? Where's a prostate? Isn't where's a prostate on a man?
2: Where is it? Uh, is that a, uh,
0: prostate more of a sexual issue or more of a... Uh, a here, let me phrase it issue? to you this way. Uh, during the course of an <laughs> evening, I get up approximately every six minutes to pee. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, that's a prostate hmm. problem. Are you drinking anything weird? No. Just
1: mainly no. drinking water? Yeah. Just liquid water, death?
0: Water. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think your listeners want to hear this? How many listeners do yeah. you? How many Don't listeners listen. <laughs> do you have, by the way? Am uh, I wasting my time being here today? You are wasting your time. Okay, uh, no,
1: several thousand. Oh, that's good. Not, okay. not even in the tens of. Uh, so, it it varies based on guest. Yeah. So, if I have a popular, much like the Ice House, and bringing in a famous right. comedian will right. sell out. Yeah. If I have a popular person on the podcast, it'll yeah. get more listens. But if it's no, if it's a uh, no name, yeah. yeah. If so if no one's gonna
3: watch this. It if might. it's
1: if it's just me, yeah. No, or someone who is not a
3: recognizable
0: figure, a few thousand. Maybe so, three, three to five thousand. So, with my being on here, you'll be able to advertise that. What would you guess? <laughs> three to five thousand. Probably 5, lower, yeah. a little bit lower. Low.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Low. Yeah. Very but I very normally watch low. every
1: episode, but this one just, yeah. nah, I shut yeah, it off no, after two yeah, minutes.
3: No. I have something I'd like to bring up. On yeah. my way over here, I was listening to other episodes of the podcast so I could prepare. Practice, prepare, yeah. And that is a sick uh, intro song you have. It's really, really cool. The um, intro
1: song to Unlicensed Therapy was made. I made it by Mitch, and he and, you're still and it was made it? a long time ago. It was probably made. Here's how long it was. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're gonna say wow, in the intro so long, song, someone goes, <laughs> Ken Gar. Right. yeah, it was Ken Gar." He goes. You're 24 years old. <laughs> Why would I listen to
3: what you have to say? Yeah. And I'm 32 now. So eight years ago. Wow.
0: Wow. Eight years.
3: Eight, I'm eight, 25, so I'm older now. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Wow. Eight years
1: ago, we made that intro song. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to get a new one made it's at not, some point. It's
3: not good. No, it's it really is not good. good.
1: It is good. Um, it's but a, it, it's it's been there a long time. And it's a little, as the podcast has not grown, but changed or whatever, and is what it is now. I think it's a long intro. I think the podcasting landscape has changed to where mm. now you really want like 15, 20 second intros yeah. to podcasting. But you made that. I remember when you got, there was a period of your life. So at the time, let's see, if it was eight years ago, that means you were 18. How old were you? Yeah, about right. E- yeah. 18 years old where oh not only were you making music and really passionate about making music. Right. But you had, you you are not a rich man and you had this like probably the shittiest laptop i've ever seen it was like really this, bad it was like this old comp pc i don't remember what manufacturer the laptop was I'm but it was sorry, bulky
0: son. he didn't have to say that slow
1: <laughs> shitty laptop yeah and you're like yeah i make music on here yeah so the fact that you made that song on that piece of equipment makes it even more impressive to me
3: look i'm oh, going to i'm yeah. going to tell you um that song is almost completely ripped off from uh <laughs> well, I can't think of it's yeah, like the beat. Yeah, it's sample yeah, I sample I, I, yeah. sampl- I yeah, can't of think course. of who it is. It's like a famous song. It's like yeah, something in the ghetto or something. Yeah, well, like I know that. that. Okay, I'm just making but sure you But know. it's still good because yeah. you still sampled
1: it very well. It's still it's still impressive that you made it. It's not thanks. um with the with the samples that you put together. Thank you. In my opinion. Thanks. And I get compliments on it even in the comments. So I get people who've listened to the podcast in person saying, wow. "Love the intro song." And I also occasionally get a YouTube comment that says, "Great intro song, cool intro song." Yeah, great song. It's also well,
3: my voice in there.
1: One person even said that other podcasts were ripping it off. What? And I don't believe that, but it's been said. Good. And then now we're gonna Give play the music your you. dad's I'm been
2: trying making. to
0: find my brother. Yeah.
2: Let's cut this out.
3: You see. That's my brother, the little guy. How hard is it gonna be to cut this out?
1: Oh, this is just <laughs> the diamonds.
0: do I? Come on, everybody. What? No. <clears throat> is does your brother still sing? Uh no. no. He's 85, 86 this year. You could you could sing at eighty-six. He could. Actually, he was in Invited back, but his throat can't do it, and he didn't Got want it. to travel. They were going to do a different thing, but he had about uh, seventeen good years where he really enjoyed it, traveled everywhere, and yeah. was I on mean, stage. I think I think it's incredible.
3: safe to say that, like, if if he was in that situation now, they uh, he'd be very wealthy. But I think back then all the money went to like the uh, I don't know the, the label ma- manager, the label. Yeah, yeah so yeah. did
0: I? Yeah. Although rip-offs are still real common among music people, right? They'll mm. talk about that. Like the Eagles, they were eight years in, they had nine hit records, and they were poor. They, yeah, you know, it so. still
1: happens, yeah, if you get bought out by a major music, because they say things like, oh, yeah, yeah, we pay you as soon as we recoup the cost. Right. Uh, and then even though it costs them, you know, 50, 100 grand to make your album or whatever it is, they go, oh, no, we spent $3 million making right. that album. Mm. And you're like, what? Yeah. And I think the same thing happens uh, in comedy specials. There's like a company, uh, and I've never worked with them, but I've—I don't even know if I should say their name because it's just rumor. I've never actually experienced it myself. But there's Comedy Dynamics. From my understanding, they shoot a lot of the comedy specials, and they'll do similar things. Well, they'll pay the comedian I think thirty or forty grand initially, and they'll be like, "Yeah, so if we sell this somewhere, you're—we're gonna—you know—of course, you get your cut of it." After we recoup our cost, production costs, and then they just Yeah, never it. hear from. Them. Never, or, or here was one uh, uh, the the Laugh Factory YouTube channel. They would say the same things. Oh, we split the the money with the comedians. I've my my video has been on there for years. I've never gotten a dime.
2: So oh, shit like oh, the that clips happens. that they upload, yeah, the I see. Clips. Even uh, in
0: movies, they had investors, and uh, they went. You know, it'd been eight years, uh, and they were claiming that The Godfather was not profitable yet. <laughs> and so they were still not getting any money for their investment in one of the most famous pictures of all time. Yeah. It's it's, so it's just – you know, They're shady parts of the business. And what percentage of people would you say are – Good people. Uh, yeah, legitimate are, and, and good people. Just, just I like
1: to, to think that it's probably 80%. I think most people are good. Eight out of ten people are good. Wow. And the two people that are bad – ruin it for everyone else and make my guard up around anyone. Mm, Even though most people I think are good, but there's enough bad people because two out of 10 is a decent amount of people. Yeah. So when two out of 10 people double cross you, it makes you have, so your guards up around anyone you meet.
0: And it's unfortunate for me. I don't think I, I I think I'd give it six out of 10, maybe there's seven. And, And we know how sad when you think there's three or four people out of 10 that just, they could care less about respecting you. They just want to take advantage of you. I don't get that. I
1: learned it the most, I think. I was doing Airbnb and Turo for years. And mm-hmm. that Airbnb is like you turn your house into a hotel, yeah. basically. And Turo is you rent your car out to people. That was oh, when yeah. you
3: committed insurance fraud, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, so
1: good. maybe I'm one of these bad people. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: uh,
1: so <laughs> nine out of ten people, eight out of ten people, they'd come in. They'd treat your house with respect. They would, you know, it was, it was a great experience. And it would be like, great, this is a good business. And then... Every once in a while, you come to the house and they just destroyed your furniture, broke your TV, whatever, tr- screw you over in some way, and you go, "Man, some people
3: are people just suck." Asshole. Wow, people yeah. suck. Yeah, does Airbnb cover that when that happens? They do, but oh. it still it like, still sucks. It yeah. still
1: sucks exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, they do. They have a good insurance. Is there anything that uh, you wanted to ask?
3: Anything you could think of? Anything you want? I'll tell you it? anything.
1: Is there anything you guys think I left out?
3: One time, my dad got peed on. Um, oh, I want to hear that. Song. And I like that I like that story. I think it's a good story. By an audience member or an artist?
0: Uh, by. Uh, <laughs> or by an ex-girlfriend. But, you know, I, bunch of young boys. I, didn't, yeah. I, I don't know why, but I didn't really think Mitch was going to bring this up. And I haven't <laughs> prepared for I it. I love it. I was uh, nerdy. I was like eight years old. I went down in Hollywood Way here at night to go to a square dance lesson. And Eight when I, years old going to square dance yeah, lessons. So you were not. It a was, a was like there was a bunch cool of people. Kid. No, I wasn't, yeah. and and I still am not. But I walked out. It was dark, and about five kids who were probably fourteen or fifteen came up and kinda, didn't even know who you were. No, just, you were just a random just kid. Just down. hassled me into just a square dancer, as I recall. Um one or two of them decided that I needed some liquid refreshment. (laughs) I would prefer to
1: That sounds Uh, traumatizing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bullying was different back in the day. (laughs) I I never I know. I never peed on a kid or got peed on when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was bad. Did you cry? You know, I don't remember. Do you have a urine fetish these and I,
0: days? I, no, but I'm an existentialist, which means that I pretty much take things as they happen and go, okay, that's part of life. And I so things aren't likely to traumatize me as they might other people. I go, that's okay, not part of life happen. for most people.
1: Yeah, that's not part of life, Bob. Oh, that's a terrible. Wow, experience. I'm sorry you went through that. I went back. I feel terrible. <laughs> I went <for> you <laughs> <your laughs> back. I, I went know. back.
0: Uh, Square dance lessons about six, eight weeks in a row after that. <laughs> I wow.
1: Never Went saw. back for more. You are like, yeah. where's the pee? I never saw my
3: friends. Now every time you square dance, you get a little salty taste in your mouth. <laughs> As a 32-year-old man, if yeah. someone
1: peed on me, I would be traumatized. As an eight-year-old boy, oh, my God. Yeah. I would be fucked up.
0: One time. Yeah. I, uh, oh, wow. Oh. This, this podcast is taking a
3: strange can you, turn. Can we clip that as the intro for this?
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Be, as an
3: eight-year-old boy getting peed on, I'd be fucked up.
1: <laughs> I would. Welcome. To the- I was uh, seeing a young lady, uh, an adult, not eight, above, right, uh, good, over good, 18. Good, good, I've And of, yeah, of all the uh, relationships I've had in my life, there was one who had a, she wanted me to pee on her.
2: Oh, and wow. I did
1: because I'm a pleaser. I'm a gentleman.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: So I you know, I give, I, give, I give people what they want. You're a giver. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I peed on her. How'd it go? <laughs> Didn't do anything for me, but she seemed to like it. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow,
0: I never
3: thought. Well, I thanks wanted, so
2: much. Yeah, I just, <laughs> wanted, I just, <laughs> wanted, I just <laughs> wanted you as a uh, father that, and
0: son duo to know that about me. Well, I like me. that. Speaking of that, yeah. is there any doubt that Putin has tapes of Trump Doing shit like that with girls when he was just I a businessman man 20 years ago. Good question. And it wasn't, you know, no no thought he'd ever run for president. And when it was normal for Russians to put him, set people up with women, put him in certain rooms and then video Was that normal? Him, back then, yeah. For that like was, famous people, that was, like yeah, oh, really? Famous people to do with that. With the intention of
1: like
3: getting. I mean, you personally,
1: that. I think Trump is a great man and would never have done any, uh, yeah. taken behavior like that. But yeah, it's a good question. I don't know.
0: I don't know if he, are you are you a big uh, Joe Biden guy. I'm not. I'm not a big Joe Biden guy. But I'm yeah. definitely not a Trump, You're not a Trump guy. guy. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, I yeah. Think some people my, don't like to
1: support the greatest president we've ever had. All right. But I
0: okay. That. Well, he <laughs> he may be a great man, but not, he's not interested in democracy. And uh, <laughs> so I guess that's a hindrance for him to realize this is a democracy. And so he's gone know. now, right? He's got think for now. so yeah you think he'll come back and win? I think he's got a good chance. You want to talk politics we'll a little down. bit or not? Sure. that was too okay. too really mm-hmm. quick So let's say Biden's and... too old to run again or I, agree you know, with that. He's going, I think he so, too too old to run this time. And so the tendency would be to give the nomination to the vice president, okay, well, Kamala. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I have nothing against black and female, but I think I don't really to, like Kamala. to run yeah. to run that, to run a person like that, that gives the Republicans quite a a better chance to win the election again. I think right. Trump would beat her in a in an election. Mm.
1: I would tend to agree. And fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed that he does win. Yeah. Our, no.
0: I'm, okay, on the air. I want to tell my favorite story.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. If huh. people
0: ask me what's a funny thing you've done, I'll go. All right. I think this is the funniest thing I've done. Do you know the story I'm going to tell? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's
3: funny? No, it's great. You it's said great. Yes, I'm just and thinking then, and about you shook your head how. So slightly. I'm just thinking about how quickly this changed. You were like, "You want to say anything else?" My dad what? got peed on. Trump's not <laughs> Yeah, be that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I it's a it's getting away. It's good now. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the anyhow, podcast starts now. <laughs> I, 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 I lived
0: in a little apartment building, and then one day I took my uh, laundry out to the uh, washer dryer room, which right. was about thirty one yards room. away, mm. and I had just finished taking, uh, putting my wash into the dryer and I had the lint screen and I'd scooped the lint screen. There was a lot of lint in there. And just as I, I did that, it's in my hands. I look and I see my, a friend of mine, a girl who also lived in the building and she's bringing her wash there. She can't see me. And so I was wearing shorts and a, and a t-shirt that was out. So I took this wad of lint and I I lifted my shirt and I put it inside the top of my pants sticking out and I covered it with a shirt so she comes in uh, you know a minute later she hadn't seen and we're talking and as we're talking I'm just kind of scratching myself finally she goes is is anything wrong and I go well I go this is embarrassing I said I think it's heredity but my family has a tendency to develop an over Abundance of belly button lint, <laughs> and sometimes I can't believe it. And I pull my shirt up, and there's this wad of lint <laughs> sticking up. I I, I that, I'm proud of that. So that tells you a little something. And I don't did know what. she? uh did I'm she sure free she lost her shit. I, uh, I think she laughed. I don't remember actually. In my
1: head, she wouldn't laugh. She would freak out <laughs> oh, and think it was actual oh, belly last button time lint. Well, <laughs> this <laughs> was the
0: same girl, by the way. She worked at the ice house as a bartender. And on an anniversary week where we were having different name headliners all five nights, she said, "You know, I'm going to have sex with each of these guys." Oh my wow. god! And she ended up taking four of them home. Ooh, I want
1: to. I want to know who the, uh, the one who rejected her was. <laughs> uh, he didn't. Re,
0: he didn't reject her. She gave him head in the oh, dressing got it. room. Oh So uh, she was
1: five for
3: five.
0: She was five for five. Wow! And she, she was, was a awesome. brilliant. She was. A, we need more women like this. She was
3: a brilliant girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We do. I think. Do, do you have a, Do you have a story? not, not oh, like uh, that belly lint story yeah where you're like that was really really <laughs> <funny.">
0: stuff.
1: <laughs> Uh I mean I'm sure I do but nothing's coming to mind that's quite like I mean my prank I have a prank video where I sold all my parents cars <laughs> um, that was pretty fun <laughs> or I gave them away I actually didn't sell them I, I gave them away wow my mom maybe almost had a heart attack um yeah oh this is a video this is okay here's a good story <laughs> There's no video. There's just a good. This is my best prank I've ever okay, done. Okay. Have you heard of a little club? I think this is, might actually be a nice house competitor called Flappers Comedy Club. Yes. Oh, I've heard of that in yes. Burbank. Yes. So, amongst com- comedians, I don't know if you guys are aware of this Flappers, although it's a good venue to perform at, they nice have building. a couple rooms. Yeah, and it's a good acoustics, and they if it's a full crowd, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. They don't have the best reputation for comedians because they tend to not pay. They tend to make money off of new comedians, like, you know, make money off of open mics and have comedy classes. So they they tend to be looked at as a, like you said, not an A, even though they, they do have celebrities, too. They yeah. have Bill Burr headlines there, Whitney Cummings. They tend to, in my opinion, looked at as maybe a B room in Los Angeles. And uh, they, they get made fun of by comedians a lot in passing, even me, who will, will still perform there, make fun of them. So, we, me and my business partner, Abby, who started this podcast studio with me, had this great prank idea where we would go on Craigslist <laughs> and post that we are looking for someone to join our band to go to the Bumbershoot, Bumbershoot Music Festival. So, we're looking for a replacement guitar player because we had a falling out with ours. And we're holding auditions... At the Flappers Comedy Club open mic. So we would like, if anyone's interested in joining our band, to come with an acoustic guitar, to go on the stage, sign up as a first-timer so they put you up right away, and say how long you've been playing guitar, who your influencers are, and play an acoustic piece, one song, no lyrics, and then get off the stage. We put up this ad on Craigslist. (laughs) Wow. We show up to the open mic. There must have been (laughs) thirty to forty people there with acoustic guitars.
3: Oh no.
2: At
1: the flappers. And they're going open mic. And so we're sitting in the back of the room and it's all comedians and I remember hearing a few comedians going, like, "Eh, there's a lot of guitar comics tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And one by one, this guy goes like the first guy goes up there. Hi, I'm so and so. I love this person. I'm playing guitar for fifteen years. Here's my song. And at first, like, he's so serious. And and then he plays a song with no songs that people in the room are laughing because they don't know, like, it's just so bizarre. (laughs) So they think he's joking. The first guy's joking. So he's probably confused because everyone's laughing at him. He gets off the stage. One by one, probably gets to about eight <laughs> guitar players. Wow. There was one moment where the, the guitar player was actually really... He had this nylon string guitar, and it was so beautiful. And people, you could tell people were like actually getting into it. And me and Abby are in the back of the room, tears streaming <laughs> down our faces, trying so hard not to just bust up oh, laughing. We had to hilarious. leave the room several times because we were going to have laugh attacks. <laughs> it's the funniest. And then finally, the owner, Barbara Holiday gets up on stage and goes... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, this is a comedy open mic. There's no audition here. There's no. I don't know what you guys were told, but that's not what this is. Oh. And whoever is organizing audition, please come forward. Let's talk talk to me, and we just wow. nothing happened. Oh, that's that's. Hilarious. I mean, the that's only people who
3: paid there are the poor guitar players.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that, welcome to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> they, they, Tough they, business. They, yeah, you gotta <laughs> go. Got to do those shitty auditions too. Yeah. You know how many times I've drove driven to Santa Monica to do a shitty commercial audition? One time I drove to Santa Monica to be a U to audition for a UFC commercial, UFC's Ultimate Fighting Championships. Yeah. It's all these buff dudes <laughs> goes in a room, takes their shirt off, and does this line. Or they do it with, they do the line, then they take their shirt off and do the line again. I wait, I drove all the way to Santa Monica in traffic, I wait an hour to do my audition. I do my line, and then they're like, "Thanks for coming, and have a good one." Didn't tell me to take my shirt off. Wow! <laughs> just wasted my time because wow. yeah, that's yeah, bad. Not good looking enough. You've
0: had a lot of dates like that, though, too. That well, didn't <laughs> want you to take your clothes <laughs> every, off
1: every day. Most of <laughs> that days. is like that. Thanks for coming. Have you ever
0: had sex with a Filipino? Good question. Flips—they like to call them.
1: Uh, I had a Filipino roommate once, but we never had sex. Oh, okay, mm. all right. I just curious. No. That has nothing to do with anything. You just, you just want just, to know. Just curious. Just for imagination. Yeah. yeah, sure. I've had sex with a few uh, Asian women. Mm. No Filipinos. What about you, Mitch?
3: No. No.
1: Not yet? Mm-mm. We'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. Thanks go. for coming on Here the podcast. It. I really appreciate it. I do want to say, uh, final thing, Ice House Comedy Club, uh, even though you're you're no longer the owner. Mitch still works there, so it's a good give plug. Yeah. They're the first comedy club uh, you were the first comic club to ever give me stage time. Uh, I even, uh, even before I met you, I went and got tricked into doing a Bringer show there that I don't even think you guys knew was a Bringer <laughs> show. This guy, like Big Ellery Alexis, I don't know it's like this tall, shady black guy. Well. And, and I responded to an ad on Craigslist and performed on his show there. And then I met you, and you were probably still to this I'd say the nicest guy I've met in the comedy oh, world. Thank you. You gave me my first job. In a co- paying job in comedy, I did my first paying gig at the Ice House. Uh, you know, it probably wasn't a lot to you, but to me, as a living guy living in my aunt's garage, it was a lot of money for me at the time. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really special. That's nice for you so to say was, that.
0: I've always been impressed by you as a person. It's very nice, down to earth, you, real. Always enjoyed being around you. Thank and you. also, whenever we'd go out, I, I would, I would usually end up paying the bill, or but. You would sincerely reach for your wallet and I you think would I bring made, it out. I think I paid for it once. You did, You did once, and, but I, you would do yeah. it every time. And I have to tell you, hardly anyone does that. They, you know, they, oh, you, they don't, but you, you actually, say it wasn't I know like a you, fake. Wanted, you wanted, you want to be a part of it and you want to do, uh,
1: you, know, you know. I just, yeah. like, obviously, I get it. Like, and the same thing happens to this day. If I'm with like a new comic and we're going out to eat and, they, and I know they're struggling, I think yeah. it's just, Human nature. The if there's a if there's a a guy doing very well, they pay, and I get that. But I think you at least gotta be willing, yeah, yeah, be willing to pay. And 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 then I do think if someone pays every time, even if they're rich, you got to be like, hey, I'm gonna pay. One, I got to return the favor.
0: The first time I went out with Johnny Bus, I I picked up the check. You did,
1: yeah. But you were trying uh, to
0: sell him something. Well, he mm. was trying to buy something. True. I mean, it was kind of an even thing, really. He but was, but the person selling, they got to buy. Yeah, that's probably true. I think that's I think. probably even true. though
1: he's he's trying to buy something.
0: I just felt yeah. like probably no one has ever done that. For picks him. up yeah, the that check is. with him. I <laughs> think he was a little shocked. Yeah. So, uh, but who yeah. pays
1: if he t- him and Kobe Bryant went out to oh, dinner?
0: God. Who would pay? Him probably
1: him.
3: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, I yeah. think Kobe probably had more money. Russell
0: Westbrook, forty million dollars a year. 40. Playing basketball. Wow,
1: must be nice. Yeah, let's I think just I make that. The wrong, let's, we picked the wrong industry. Yeah,
0: Forty. Let's make that forty-eight. That's four thousand a month. That means every two weeks when you get your check, it's. Did I say four thousand? Yeah, four, four million. million. He said four thousand. Four million a every five, two I weeks. You're two every million. two weeks you're getting two two million. Oh, less a hundred bucks. Life less two million. You can see I see him filling out his deposit slip. You know, two million, less hundred and fifty cash. You know. Three million eight. I don't know what it is, but if know, the
3: engineer left, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I think he went to go pee.
3: We're over. <laughs> right, we're yeah, done. but we're up. Uh, thanks we're for doing
2: the podcast. That was fun. Have a good one.
1: Thank you. You're listening to you're
3: listening to unlicensed 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 unlicensed, unlicensed. unlicensed. unlicensed therapy with Ari, Madis. Ari Madis.